Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome back to the realest podcast in the dunya, the three Muslims, or should I say the four Muslims, because we got one of our OG guests, Brother Gabriel. Assalamu alaikum, bro. Waalaikum salam, Alhamdulillah, man. How's it going? Alhamdulillah. I pray to Allah that my internet will be stable, inshallah. Ya Rabbi. <laughs> Inshallah, you know. um, quick little thing for anyone that made it this far if you don't know who brother Gabriel Romani is he's one of the biggest forces right now in the YouTube Dawah so head over to his channel links in the description <laughs> Gabriel Romani hit subscribe like and share his content and one last thing that I wanted to say for those of you that don't know we probably filmed like 20, 30, 40 videos with you, with you thus far. I don't know the exact number, but what I do know, I was speaking to Rami about this before, is we're thinking of uh, launching merch, you know, very soon, inshallah, in the next few weeks or months. Um, what I want to do is we're going to do a little bit of a giveaway. So find us on Instagram, the three Muslims, one word. Follow us. The first DM that we get for the correct number of videos that we have filmed with Gabriel, we'll get a free hoodie, inshallah. All right. So <laughs> I, I get a free hoodie. Myself. Free hoodie, bro. I don't know the number. No, no, you don't I get one. one. I don't you know, get one. Nah. Somewhere around 20, nah. 25, 30, but inshallah. <laughs> okay. All right. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullah to everyone. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullah wa barakatuh. Alhamdulillah. This is Salah Road. Charizard has returned. Anho, bro, you back. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> Let's go. We back, baby. All right. So, brother Gabriel. Let's break the ice very lightly, all right? People have been painting Muslim prophets, Muslim men, as however they want to paint it today. SubhanAllah. You got pink Islam. You got a lot of movements, you know, saying we turn the other cheek and whatnot. But people don't understand that masculinity is one of the forefronts of Muslim men, the believing men. Right. So why don't you start us off a little bit about, you know, where this even comes from? Is this something that Muslim men just have it by birth? Is it because it's from Allah? Allah wants us to be that way. Bismillah. Bismillah. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Alhamdulillah. It's great to be back with you guys. Mashallah. May Allah bless you. It's a great topic. It's a great topic, especially given the current geopolitical situation in the world been traveling a little bit in the past few months and i have to say that it is indeed i'm not known i've known this but it is indeed a global village we're living in a global village yes there is a slight difference between the east and the west to an extent but that difference that gap is slowly slowly uh, getting smaller and smaller. And it is due to the fact that social media, the propaganda that's bleeding into the Muslim ummah is, I can't even say bleed, it's like the floodgates have opened. And it is really, really coming to to our countries, to the Muslim countries. It's it's without a doubt. Now traveling, I mean, I know that, but you know, sometimes you need to be reminded of these things and you need to see them so you can understand how real these issues are. So I've traveled to quite a few countries in the last two months and the same, you know, I meet with community leaders, community members, 
people on the ground doing the groundwork. And they're saying the same thing, bro, the same thing. We are having some major issues. As you said, there's pink Islam, there's all kinds of forget about forget about the non-Muslims right now. We're talking about Muslims. We're talking about the problems that we have in our backyard. We're talking about what's happening back home in our own environment, mm-hmm. our own places. And I think if we don't clean up early enough, there's going to be a time, close enough time, where we won't be able to recognize ourselves. Mark my words. Mm-hmm. We will not be able to recognize ourselves anymore. And we're getting close to that right now. If you look around at what's happening, we are getting quite close to that. Alhamdulillah, that as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has promised, that there will always be a group that will be fighting, uh, the halal fighting, you know, pushing forward. And I'm trying to be careful here. Sorry, man, with the terms. I know you told me. <laughs> but there's, there's always going to be a group of people who is going to push back. Okay, he's going to push back. And I pray. And I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with all my faults and all my mistakes, and all of us, that we are part of that group, inshallah. I, I pray that what we are doing here with our podcast is, yeah, I've seen some comments, people thinking we're just looking for, for you know, numbers or whatever. But I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us sincere that we will be amongst those who will push back through our discussions, through our interactions, from the messages that we're receiving, I do believe that it is making a difference. Mm-hmm. It's a small difference, but it is significant. It, it is significant. It's a small difference, but it's significant. Yeah. So, having said that, I think this topic, I was talking to, to, to my wife the other day. And I was telling, we just there was a discussion about certain issues. And I said, look, people need to understand that we men, men, us, Rijal, we are the first ones to be responsible for this ummah. And it's not because I want to, you know, we, oh, the three Muslims and Gabriel Romario, I mean, Romani is... Uh, <laughs> As um, they're they're trying to 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 be all masculine and all that alpha, it's not that. It's that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has has charged us with this responsibility. There's no there's no option. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Allah has put this amana. Inna radna amana amana tarasamati walab faabeena yahmilna wa ashwakna minna wa hamal al insan. This this. This aman has been put on us. We've accepted this. And we are first responsible. So what I was telling my wife, I said, people watch our videos and they think we're bashing women. We're not bashing women. We are trying to explain to women what their fault is. 
actually we are targeting men first and foremost because we are the ones to be blamed first and foremost I mean, it is what it is right if you lose a football game you're not going to to blame the other team oh why are you so good no it's like man why didn't i train enough why didn't i take care and put the effort and push harder to make sure that the other team doesn't beat me mm. so we're in a time and situation right now where we're getting smashed left and right by so many different groups yes they have their fault they have their fault of course no doubt no one's absolved of the fault but first and foremost first priority comes to us when we accept that and we realize that then people then maybe we can start working people again they don't understand it's like you know when a father catches his son smoking right and his son will say well i saw you smoke it's your fault dad you you gave me that example now does that make the son is he absolved of the fault no he made a choice though he mm. himself chose to smoke but the huge responsibility of terbia and raising and setting up an example is on the father no doubt about it right both are at fault and this is it we men are saying okay women 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 of course they have the big fault and that's what we're fighting it because it's a huge front however first and foremost we need to set ourselves straight and that's what we're trying to do when people don't get it you know like sometimes tired you know you got to explain to people man no i don't hate women no we don't hate women no we're not going to talk about masculine prophets today because we hate women <laughs> you know that's not what we're talking about it's about because we're trying to fix guys we're trying to get guys to man up and none of us can say that yeah i'm there man 100 i'm the man we're all on a journey i don't claim that i'm the man i'm on a journey i'm i'm at least on the journey i'm claiming that i'm on the journey I don't think I've ever claimed I'm the man, man, or the three Muslims are the man, man. We got it all locked down. Come, you know, follow us. We're saying follow Allah and his messenger. We remind you with Allah and his messenger. We remind you with the real men, Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, with the real rijal which were the anbiya of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is who we remind you. That's what we call to. We don't call you to ourselves we call you to Musa alayhi salam who's mentioned 136 times in the Quran we call you to Ibrahim alayhi salam who's mentioned 69 times in the Quran we call you to Nuh alayhi salam mentioned 43 times in the Quran we we're calling you to Lut alayhi salam 27 times Yusuf alayhi salam 27 times Isa 25 times Adam alayhi salam 25 times Harun 20 times Suleiman 17 times Ishaq 17 times Daud 16 times and so on and so forth and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in surah anbiya in verse 7 we did not send before you O Muhammad وسلم, except men okay Allah subhanahu wa says uh, except rijal here it's clear there's been there's been a small slight difference of opinion among some of the scholars who said for example like okay but the angel spoke to Maryam alayhi salam so maybe that's actually um the uh, yani the word wahi and yani what what does it mean to inspire the ulama have responded back Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks in surah nahl uh, that he inspired the bee the bee is not a prophet right so actually this verse is very clear 
because there's an istithna, there's a, an exception here. He says, we did not send any prophets, any before you, except illa rijal, men, okay? Men were sent. So why? Why is that? Is it because we are sexist or because Allah hates women or something like that? No. It's because it is a fact. That's just the way it is. That's what Allah decided. That's what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decided to put this huge responsibility on us. And we've accepted it. It is what it is. No. Mm, so two things I want to say. One, you, you mentioned that we have the responsibility. It's not about being power hungry. right? It's about responsibility. We got to pray 30 days out of the month, unlike women. right? We got to go to Jummah. It's obligatory for us, right? And there's a lot of things that we're going to be held accountable for by Allah. You know, I don't care what I think, what you think, what someone else thinks. What should matter first and foremost is how Allah holds us accountable, right? So there's a huge amount of responsibility. That's one. And my last point is when you were talking about the, the father who's a smoker and it doesn't absolve the responsibility, it reminds me of a story where there was a, there was a I think it was a, someone's dad, right? He was an alcoholic and he had two sons, right? One of them became an alcoholic addict you know ended up on the streets homeless the second son he was very successful he didn't drink never drank and he was like a multi-millionaire you know very successful yeah. high integrity and everything both of them were asked the same question why did you end up the way you are right yeah. and both of them responded with the exact same answer because my dad was an alcoholic subhanallah subhanallah no doubt no doubt. MashaAllah. Rami, I know. What's on your mind? Anha, bro. MashaAllah. What are you drinking, bro? Coffee? Yeah, man. Coffee at a, Later. 7 p.m. at night. <laughs> yeah. Omar writes, unfortunately, many Muslims are compromising Allah's deen, astaghfirullah, with the West for change to live the same way of non-Muslim culture. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. It's very unfortunate. Wallah, it is very, very unfortunate because this is something that happened uh, during like the Renaissance period when Europe began expanding and getting better. Uh, unfortunately, the Muslims even at that time they looked to the West and saw them as some kind of enlightened thinkers, enlightened people. And Subhanallah, they they exchanged one man-made ideology for another, and uh, this is the repercussions of it. First, it was the church, and they felt the repercussions of the church and them just making things up. And now it's, it's liberalism, secularism, capitalism. We're feeling the repercussions of that. Uh, you know, men wanting to be women, women want to be men, or thinking that they are. And all this confusion, bro. Well, the people are just confused 100%. So I'm really glad, alhamdulillah, that we're, we're here to remind people uh, that starting with ourselves, obviously, we have to be men. We have to stand up. Oh, I thought he was really still, to be honest. I, I, I was literally going to say, bro, I really yeah. hope he's like still. Let me see. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was yeah, just bro, I was literally hoping you were just like staying still. Yeah. But I think you're like, alhamdulillah. Yeah. I was like, mashallah, he's so hyper-focused on what I'm saying. He's like sitting there like frozen. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> 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 um, you know, actually, a verse in the Quran came up. Actually, Gabriel, I want to ask you a question. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when he says rijal, it specifically means, means men. Right? It can't mean women or anything like that. No. Uh, yeah, the word rijal is very specific, even though in the Arabic language, when you refer to specific things that are masculine, it can include females, okay, mm -hmm. like 
uh, insan and so on and whatever. And even one of the sahabiyat was asking the Prophet you know, that look, everything is, seems to be in the masculine form. Mm-hmm. All right. So then the Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed, you know, Muslimina al Muslimat, al Mu'minina wal Mu'minat, al Qanitina wal Qanitat, and so on. Yeah. But uh, when you talk about Rijal specifically, this is something very, very specific to men, yeah. specifically men. All right. Yeah. So there's masculine words that include feminine, okay, mm-hmm. in the Arabic language. But the word Rijal, yani, is basically men. men. Yes. Yeah. Jazakallah I want to ask that before I before I said this point because you reminded me of a verse in the Quran where Allah Subhanahu wa Taala He says, "Min al mu'minin rijalun sadaqu ma ahadullah alayhi." And He mentions specifically the men amongst yes. the believers. There are yes. men who, you know, basically they're they're truthful in the sight of Allah and they make a promise and they keep it to Allah and others who kind of go back on their word. And so right. on and so forth, and it's it's amazing, Subhanallah. That you know, to me, that Allah Subhanahu specifically calls out the men that there are some men that stick to their word. Yeah. Uh, also, that ayah has uh, specific contents, and it's so- something that only men are called to do. The main responsibility, mm-hmm. and that is the res- you know what we're talking about here, right? It's only mm-hmm. men to be called. So, if you look at the tafsir of the ayah, the what they are truthful to the covenant that Allah Subhanahu calls them to. Mm-hmm. This is uh, the pushback that we were talking about at the beginning. You know, and that's the again main responsibility in that sense is men. You know, is is men now. Alhamdulillah, bro. I don't know what approach you want to take. Whether you want to go through some of the prophets in order, whether you want to just give, you know, arbitrary, you know, stories from the Quran and and you know different hadith. But the floor is all yours, man. Let people know what we're about to get into and, and guys if you made it this far and not only do you you know smash the like button but comment down below what you want to see do you want us to turn this into like a series inshallah in the future where we it's like a mini series you know we talk about the sahaba radiallahu anhum we talk about the different prophets salam, and and we talk about all the the examples of masculinity in them do you want it to be uh more like just one episode let us know inshallah so let's let's start obviously i would say uh, first and foremost, we should start with uh, the Prophet <clears throat> You know, because we don't know where we're going to get from here. So it will be good to for people to understand. One of the things that I've recently was brought to my attention, I think, Thayyad, you also mentioned it, right? Where people are saying, well, the Prophet ﷺ gave women rights, therefore he is a... <laughs> A feminist <laughs> or something like that. Just, I mean, some of these ridiculous statements are thrown out there without understanding. No doubt the Prophet ﷺ brought rights to women from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No doubt about that. Especially in the, the situation at that time and how women were treated. SubhanAllah. No doubt. And mind you that a lot of the it was quite a long time till the West caught up with that, let's say. And then, you know, they caught up with giving women rights and then they went, let's say, um, super saturated on that and they just crashed, right? Obviously, you can see mm-hmm. what's happening right now. So definitely that's true. But the Prophet was not a feminist. The Prophet was a masculine prophet because of what the responsibility or amana that was given by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was, and only men could carry that. This is a fact. This is a fact. If you look at who built the world, 
who had issues. And yeah, people will say, well, they're who made conflicts and wars. It was also men, right? To look in the negative. But it's it's due to these conflicts and wars that in the end truth came out at some points, and it's also why truth is, has been buried. Allah subhanahu wa talks about that in the Quran. That if you would have not checked one per one group of people with another one, more facade would have happened. So Allah says that He checks a group of people with another one. If this would have not happened, then more facade. Forget about today. It's still peaceful, relatively speaking, to the Second and First World War. It's still peaceful, relatively speaking, to the expansion of the British Empire, for example, or the Roman Empire, or, or, or. So no doubt that there, we are enjoying some peace, even though there are, there's wars around the world. There's never been peace around the world, full peace. As they say that the only time there was peace around the world was when they reloaded their the weapons <laughs> that's the only you know the only short span of time but uh, that's why masculinity is important because it is a pre-requirement to carry that amana that that responsibility women have supported no doubt we're not saying that women have no role let them stay in the kitchen that's it there's no you know no women have supported supported they played a supportive role a backup role no doubt, we see the wives of the Prophet we see the wives of the Sahaba, we see so many examples. But they've never claimed the front line till today. It's never happened the way it's happening today. And as one of the posts was saying, it's a funny one. This guy was joking, but he said, man, women picked the best time to come up with this <laughs> nonsense. You know, it's been like 5,000 years hunting bears. And they're like, okay, guys, you guys do it, do it, right? And now, all of a sudden, AC and the offices, highways, big buildings, systems are in place, made by men, by the way, mostly. Now they're saying, yeah, yeah, <laughs> we're out there. <laughs> I know people are going to get upset, but this is the reality. Is the reality. I'm not trying to upset women. So as one of the comments said, let us... Let us define what does masculinity mean according mm. to the uh, Quran and Sunnah. What, what is masculinity? We talk about this word a lot. There's people qualify by saying toxic masculinity. I, I don't believe masculinity can be toxic. I do not believe masculinity can be toxic. Because by definition, masculinity is positive. By definition, masculinity means fitra. The fitra of the men. So it cannot be bad. Allah cannot create something that is bad. It can be used in a bad sense. So yes, some people, because they're not real men, they've become toxic or they become bad, bad men. And some women have become bad women because they are not real women anymore. So masculinity is the fitra of a male, a biological male, right a uh, 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 that is fine-tuned by the revelation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala let me repeat that it is the fitra of the male gender that is fine-tuned directed given meaning by the wahi or revelation of Allah subhanahu this is how I would define masculinity from the Quran and the Sunnah. That's what concerns us anyway. 
first and foremost. It's not about muscles. It's not about this and that. Those, however, will be added values. For example, when King Saul, Falut, when he gets appointed, he says that Allah has chosen him and he is strong above you. He has this specific characteristic of strength in body, jism. Allah SWT has used the word jism in his body. He's strong in his body. So indeed, it is a positive quality, but that's not the only thing that makes a man. There's a bunch of kids who go to the gym and pump iron and they look round, but they're not men. They're just babies. Hmm. They're babies with muscles. That's not necessarily what, but it is one of the characteristics if it comes in as a package, strength and body ability is one of the characteristics of a man. Another one is mental strength or what the philosophers call you know, stoicism or the ability to control your emotions and to have strong mental strength. It's very, very important. And we find that over and over again through the Quran, through the MBA, having to deal with so much, with so much pressure, so much, so many insults, so much psychological bullying from their people, yet still be able to carry the message and to call them, Ya Qawmi, all my people. Even Prophet Lut is dealing with these says, my people. What are you doing? What's wrong with you? Guys, come on. And then, and then to sometimes see the demise of their own people, how difficult that would have been. The Prophet Sallallahu to see his loved ones leaving this world, not in the best way being rejected. That takes a huge amount of mental strength. The Prophet lost all his children except for one before his death. Do you understand what that means? Can any one of us who has children be able to sit here and say, well, yeah, what are you, so walk in the park, no problem. Do you understand what it means to bury your own child? The mental, and still, wait a second, keep in mind, because we're on mental strength here, right? Define masculinity. Keep in mind today how people react when they, lo they lose a dog, let alone a child. I, I know someone who left Islam because their dog died. No joke. Because they say, why would Allah do this to me? He took away my puppy that I love so much. No joke. Wallahi. Okay. This lady left Islam because, because and her dog died. People start questioning God. So imagine you are there delivering the message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah takes your children away. Wouldn't you say, wait a second, I'm working for you. Why? Why this pain takes your wife away? The most beloved. Man, do you understand what that means? And people have the guts to say, oh, Prophet Muhammad is just a man. He's just a man. What do you mean just a man? He is the man. He's the man. You know what I'm saying? It's like mm -hmm. proper. So mental strength, bodily strength, decision making, knowledge, knowledge seeking, not just 
having knowledge, but constantly seeking knowledge, self-development, no fear or bravery, let's say, not no fear, because fear is there. It's part of being a man to be afraid, but still doing what you are scared to do. That's bravery in the face of the things that you're afraid of to do what you are afraid to do. That's mm-hmm. one of the characteristics that we pick from the NBA to sacrifice. Sacrifice is a huge one. Being able to sacrifice everything for what you believe in. Do you understand that the, the purpose that that gives you? Imagine Ibrahim alayhi salam. He was, he put the knife. I know, man, we're on live stream. Sorry, man. No, no, say it, bro. That's what he said. He put the thing to his, the thing to his anuk, to his anuk. We use Arabic terms, man. Well, that's the killer. He put the, 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 the knife in his throat. And he was about to do it. Hmm. Like, do you understand? Like, man, it's it's it's, it's just it's too much. Subhanallah, Subhanallah. Um, Project writes turn this into a serious song. By the way, always interesting to learn. Alhamdulillah, may Allah accept it from us. Um, Nuriel sends a super chat. Jazakallah khair for your support. You brothers do such important work in a time of huge fitna. May Allah grant you all jannatul fitnas. I mean, I mean, and you too. May Allah accept it from us. Haji Lover writes, toxic masculinity or two feminine pick-me-ups are both ways to shut people up. Trust me, once you figure out how feminism was formed, they become speechless. Alhamdulillah. Uh, he also writes, Brother Anha, I hope your recovery is going well, inshallah. These are some of the <laughs> these are some of the characteristics that go along with defining masculinity mm-hmm. according to the to the Quran and Sunnah. And the greatest one out of all of them, and I mentioned this before in another lecture, is Iman. Is Iman Taqwa. Without this, there is nothing. Without this, there is nothing. And I think this is the one that we are the weakest in. We have to admit that we are in a time where Iman and Taqwa is at an all-time low. And I'll tell you why. People are claiming to love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They say, we love God. Only God can judge us. Oh, okay. So I, think, I think she's saying that because I said uh, I called uh, her a he, but... I'm sorry. Jazakallah khair, sis. MashaAllah. We're in a time, an all-low time of iman and taqwa. And it's apparent because of how we behave. Hmm. So people say, we love Allah. How can you love Allah if you don't love his sharia? <laughs> you know? Or people say, only God can judge me. But he's already judging you. He's giving you a, a sharia. He's giving you a book, which you're denying. <laughs> all over is being denied. So, because people will say, how do you know, bro? You know, as Omar Khattab said, we cannot judge people based on their intentions. 
He said we can just judge them based on their actions. Hmm. I think the Ummah needs to understand. We need to accept that we are weak. Once hmm. we accept our situation, then we could do something about it. People are calling it something different. People are trying to evade this discussion. They're trying to evade. They're trying to say, why? They'll say, you guys are negative. You guys are always talking about this. It's all just negative, criticizing anything. Anyone dares to say something to someone, you have to be so careful. You have to walk on eggshells so no one gets upset today. Hmm. You don't want to upset them. It's, it's a problem. It's a problem because we're never going to be able to change ourselves lest we accept that we are having problems. We need mm -hmm. to have, we need to accept that. So when we look at the, the NBA, when we look at the masculine prophets, it's not that they had no issues. Mm -hmm. It's not that they had no they were infallible in delivering the messages. But when you analyze every single prophet, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rectifies some of their issues as a lesson for us. Look at all the prophets. Look at every single, the 25 prophets that are mentioned by name in the Quran. There's some rectification and some lesson for all of us, but also for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to point out their humanity. Today, people are venerating prophets to the level of divinity. And that's how many religions have been formed, going astray from the path. Allah, God the Almighty, the Creator, only re revealed one way of life. So imagine it as a straight line. And from the beginning of time till present day, and any religion, philosophy that we see today in this world of so-called coexistence is basically a deviation from that path. And with those deviations go goes the fitra and everything else to the point where people cannot recognize. They don't know who they are or what they are anymore. They don't know what they are, what gender they are, even what race they are these days. People are trying, everyone's trying to be a different race today. That's a funny, another discussion I had the other day. Mm -hmm. Everyone is trying to be another race today <laughs> to the point that they are using surgical procedures. It used to be just acting and talking in a certain way. Now it is way beyond that. It has gone now to surgical procedures. People of color are using uh, skin whiteners to become white and white people are going tanning <laughs> till they become <laughs> till they become super and there's nothing wrong with tanning and getting some you know healthy vitamin d but you know what i'm talking about the ones that end up looking like they're working in the chimney and jersey right? shore yeah <laughs> so Crazy. or some people are fixing their eyes because they're confused they're, they've deviated from from the path and with those deviations, it's not just theological, it, it also becomes physical, it becomes mental. 
And we are trying to stay and following that path. And it is like holding to the hot coal. It is almost as hard. Everyone is against. You become a stranger. You talk about masculine prophets, you become a stranger. Hmm. You, you talk about some of the things that we're talking about, you become a stranger. Everyone thinks, what are these people saying? I think I should turn it off because it is uncomfortable. It is a very bitter pill to swallow. That's why we don't have that many people following our content as opposed to others who are talking, sorry, but silly things. Garbage. You know, mm -hmm. rubbish, rubbish, as mm -hmm. the British say, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's rubbish. They don't want to hear real problems. And then when you're talking about real problems, people say you're just negative all the time. We need to be positive and so on. So, yes, indeed, we are trying to be positive, but we need to be realistic. So going back to what I was saying, I think the Prophet ﷺ is the, the typical example. If anyone wants to understand masculinity in the most authentic way, it is the Prophet Because indeed, and we've had the discussion uh, when you picked me up, there's brothers who are desperately looking for some guidance, some masculinity, their fitra is resonating. And there are some people offering certain things out there under different names and different labels. And a lot of the Muslim men are leaning towards that because there's nothing else out there. Hmm. The Ummah is not talking about these things. However, because those things are not, those labels or systems are not based on the infallible revelation from the creator of the heavens and the earth, then they go, as I said, it's, it becomes super saturated, it becomes too much. Mm. We have a question from Brother Anthony uh, Achi Gabriel. He, by the way, he, he reverted about uh, three, three weeks ago, alhamdulillah. Uh, so he writes, so what would be a solution to them not listening? Do you think there could be a different approach? Mashallah. May Allah bless Brother Anthony, man. Welcome to the Dean, man. It's, it's the best thing you could have ever done in your life, man. I remember... This room that I'm sitting in, bro, right now. Okay, this is where my YouTube channel started, bro. In this room, man. Allahu Akbar, bro. How many years ago did you, did you revert, bro, in this room? Well, I started my YouTube channel in this room mm. uh, 16 years ago, almost. 16 years ago. Exactly this room, man. Yep. And I had this cupboard at that time, yeah. Still. But yeah, this is the room. And I reverted 19 years ago, alhamdulillah. So I remember that day, man. It's the best day, man. It's the best day of my life, man. Don't ever doubt, don't ever, don't ever doubt your choice, bro. It's the best choice you've ever made. Shaitan's going to try to make you doubt, bro. Just, just punch him in the face, bro, with some atkar, bro. Just boom, just make dua. Alhamdulillah. So guys, to answer your questions, guys, though, brother. One more thing, one more thing, one more thing, guys. Stay tuned. We're going to be reacting to some of Gabriel's old videos where he looks like a soccer player named Al Romario. Very young, youngin. <laughs> Inshallah. I was I was watching some of, uh, I think me and Gabriel, we prayed, uh, I think it was Dohar or Asr that day. And then I literally whipped up my phone, bro. And I was like, bro, look at this video, bro. <laughs> and it's like from like 15 years ago, bro. So bro, you know, you know what's funny, like, bro? You know what's yeah. funny, bro? I, I was uh, in this city. Okay. I went to high school here not far from this place. 
and I was playing soccer and the, my jersey was uh, yellow and I have number 11, bro. <laughs> no joke. No, <laughs> no joke, bro. <laughs> oh, subhanallah, bro. Subhanallah. So this is all right at the time of Snowflake Sugar Coating. Uh, Anthony, don't worry. We didn't forget your question. We're just going to quickly go through these. Um, Sister Hajjad Lover writes, there's a lack of reach out for the youth. Sometimes they feel like they're being judged. I mean, that's how I felt before. Now, alhamdulillah, I have a good relationship with Allah. Hakeem writes, man, this is surprisingly an emotional stream. Allahu Akbar. Um, lost some people in my life because I said I do not support the alphabet movement. And the things I don't know, or the things is, I don't know why they were surprised. I've never supported them anyway publicly. SubhanAllah. Well, let's see. So here's the question. Right. I do think that we need to to do more work systematically as opposed to just directly face people. I mean, you have to oppose people sometimes. Sometimes it can be harder than others. You have to be very wise in how you do it. That has to be a strategy. Problem is right now, we Muslims have no strategy in what we are doing. We're just doing things. We're winging it. Let's be honest. We are winging it. Even, let's be honest, bro. Like, I mean, I don't know. A lot of the podcasts that you see out there, if you were to sit with someone and say, okay, so what's your strategy? Where are you trying to go from here? Honestly, what's your objective? Okay, I want to educate the people. Yeah, that's very generic. It's still very, very generic when you say, I want to educate the people. I want to fight this. No, what is your end goal? What do you want to do with this? The reality is when we ask ourselves that question, myself, you guys, anyone, the truth is that we are winging it. All right. Now, when you look at others who are opposing us, they're not winging it. They have a 30-year plan, at least. Right? Mm. But we're winging it. That's the problem. So when you have a strategy, when you have a strategy, then you can align yourself and choose, but not compromise. You're not going to compromise. You're going to work systematically and you're going to try to make changes at the system level to be able to find the effect. Because if I just go face-to-face -face with someone, they're not going to fully, maybe they will, alhamdulillah, some have, but most people becomes an issue of ego. If me and you go face-to-face, -face, it will become an issue of ego. That's reality for me and for you. Let's be honest. And that's why most people, a lot of these debates might not work. It can work for spectators who are watching, mm -hmm. depending on who's going to win. Like, wow, man, that was great debate. Alhamdulillah, I found Islam because of this. Okay, it, no doubt. No doubt. Sometimes there has to be that. Musa, alayhi salam, for example, had to publicly show that those wizards were wrong and that they were just tricking people. He publicly, mm. specifically chose the, the time and the location to expose them publicly. All right? So that the spectators can see. The boy and the king. Right? Bismillah. Uh, Bismillah. When he shot the arrow in the name of, or Bismillah, in the name of the boy, of, of the Lord of this boy. Why did he say that? He wanted to gather everyone so they can witness that that's the only way. And he sacrificed himself. Speaking of real masculinity, sacrifice, man. Right? Sacrifice. 
who is willing to sacrifice today? Everyone says, oh, but I have a family, man. But I have a future, man. I, I don't you know, I have to pay bills, man. That's why you're never going to be remembered because you're never going to sacrifice. So your name is just going to go six feet under. No one will remember you. Like Imam Ahmed, for example, rahimahullah, as the last man standing who doesn't compromise. So, yeah, we're winging it. We need to have a strategy. We need to affect the systems as well. But yes, face-to-face -face as well, no doubt. But you can't just have one. One is just going to, it might give you results. It might not. It depends. It depends. No. Mm -hmm. Alhamdulillah, bro. Let's see, we got uh, Brother Shafiqal writes, I'm Bengali and I don't know if I can agree but it seems like there is a lack of masculinity in the Bengali community, as in Bengalis are more pacifistic, pacifistic than other cultures. Bro, I'll say this. My personal experience with Bengalis is just this. And I'm not speaking on behalf of every Bengali, right? Because I don't want, you know, oh, what about, you know, there are still good Bengalis. Listen, there's good people everywhere. What I've seen too much in the Desi culture, in the South Asian culture, is they care, they care way too much about what other people think. And I feel like that in and of itself is a very feminine trait. When you care too much about what other people think and you're worried about, oh, what's people going to say? You, you're going to have a long beard. You, you're praying five times a day. People are going to think this. Bro, who cares what people think? Man? Mm -hmm. If you're on the hook, you're on the hook. That's what matters. When the Prophet was sent, when all of the Prophets salam, were sent, they came at the time where they had to oppose directly conflict every status quo and norm of the society at that time in the region that they were sent. Mm-hmm. This is a very masculine thing to do. We shouldn't shy away from it. We shouldn't want to appease everyone. As Umar radiallahu anhu said, Ya Allah, make us of the few, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the I think the main point is that no matter where you go, there's basically a lack of masculinity uh, generally. Uh, I don't think, honestly, I personally can't think of one place where I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know what? Masculinity is thriving there. There are men there. There are, you know, actual like rujul, there are like proper men there. Uh, I think it's just a worldwide thing because of like colonialism and uh, orientalism just kind of spreading all across the world. Mm. Mm. I can say one thing. I can say that in some of the countries where life is hard, there's still you find some. Like for example, like in Gaza. Mashallah, man. You know, because they're they push through it. They have to. They have to. Good times create weak men, isn't it? Right? That, that's saying. It is what it is. People are enjoying having an easy life. <laughs> bro, I lost it, bro. <laughs> bro, I don't know if anyone anyone watching this was like into Pokemon, bro. Just like me and Anhal, bro. But I, I want to say something right now, bro. Brother or sister, I mean... This is single-handedly in the year that we've been on YouTube. This is the best comment in a live chat that we have ever gotten, bro. About... <laughs> what is it? What is oh, it? I didn't see God. it. You wrote Charizard fainted, bro. Because Charizard's a nickname we gave to Anha. And uh, I think he was uh... just knocked out, bro. <laughs> see, bro. He's sick, man. Allah is Forgive me, Forgive me, bro. Just forgive me. I'm doing my best here. I'm, I'm trying. Inshallah, bro. The fact that you still made it, bro. Alhamdulillah. Yeah. Yeah, no that, that's, that's, that's a masculine train right there. That's bro. masculine. You're, showing you know, up. The, 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 
the, the warrior, even if he is hurt, he doesn't give up. You know, he's always going to kick his man. Yeah. The warrior is never going to back down, bro. Even if he's wounded, even if the warrior is wounded, he still shows up, man. He still stands straight. Alhamdulillah. Yeah. Habibi Gabriel, I had a quick question, bro. So a lot of people are misconstruing cockiness with confidence, right? So there's a there's a huge, there's a lot of movements, right? I'm not going to name any right now. Red pill, purple pill. There's too many pills, bro, to count now. But there's a lot of movements, and they advocate for men almost being arrogant, bro, almost having this type of, like, just ego, you know, just narcissism. And we look at Islam, and, you know, we see that the Prophet was very humble, not weak, very humble. Now, a lot of men, they can't draw the line between being, I guess, humble and genuine and authentic without being weak. And they can't draw the line between being confident, strong as a mu'min, but not being cocky and fake. Right, so what are your thoughts on this, bro? It is a very fine line. It is a very fine line. And if you don't have the... If you don't put Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala first and foremost in every single equation in your life, whatever you do, you should always check your intention, your niyyah. Something that the Sahaba used to do all the time. They're so worried about their intention but if you look at who they were be it the battlefield just their daily life those are real men mm. however however they're called monks at night because of their prayer they were as described in some of the ahadith that their beards would be soaked with tears which is a characteristic that in general the 21st century masculinity movement denies that men should cry or that they have emotions. That's something that we totally, totally disagree with, with these movements. Now, there's, you control yourself, not like, you know, <laughs> there's, there's this, mm. I think this video, this video of like, Sorry. Bro, I wish I was okay. I understood what, what the joke was. <laughs> Sorry, there, there's this video that that that, that is, I think it shows like 90s, like the guy he bumps his his shoulder onto a door or something. Mm. And then like he goes to like 2000. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then he's like, ow. <laughs> and then it in 2020, <laughs> it's not good. In I, I, I know you said something. Mm -hmm. You know it, I'm all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah I saw that. I saw that video. There's, there's a I, few I, of them like that. Yeah. I, I can't. I can't say more. Sorry, I, I kind of lost it. Because <laughs> no worries, bro. I, 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 thought, I apologize. I thought you were fake crying. I, I thought. I honestly I thought you were fake crying. Uh, to kind of imitate the the soy boys that cry on camera and stuff. Uh, you guys are laughter, bro. <laughs> I love bless you, bro. I love bless you. <laughs> I, mean, I, I do. I do apologize. I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but uh, forgive me, please. It's the realest podcast in the dunya, man. Come on, it's like 7:58 p.m. right now. Hashtag Gabriel after dark. 
if you made it this far. Just so you know. Alhamdulillah. All right. My, the next thing, wait, next wait, thing wait. on my mind, um, you know, while Gabriel changes the blind. This is the problem, bro. It's you, man. <laughs> <laughs> you did it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if anyone watching this knows the inside joke. I'm not even gonna say it. If you know, you know. If you saw the video, you saw the video. Inshallah. Dajjal Rover lover writes. I feel left out. Subhanallah. Sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm apologize. I apologize. I'm really, really sorry. Gabriel, no blame the Nutella. All right. So, one thing on my mind is, you know, unless did you have more to to answer that question, or was that it more or less? Okay, yeah, so we, we are, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a phenomenon. It's a weakness, is a phenomenon. And um, there's just so many things that contribute to that. And I believe that we need to, like the things that we're doing to at least, at least raise awareness. I believe we're just scrapping the surface, just raising awareness. And I pray that, we're going to take it to the next level with mm. some more projects. I think, it, I, I hope it goes beyond sure. just podcasts. I do believe mm. that that is important to keep in mind. I am working on some projects already and I've been working on some. And inshallah, we can share that hopefully in the future. Inshallah. inshallah. So, uh, Amin, I want to give you a quick shout out right now. You got the award for the best live chat comment and the worst live chat comment in the same stream. I don't know how it's possible, subhanAllah. Well, we got two super chats right now. Let's go through them. Bismillah. So the first one from Brother Ismail. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on Elm Kalam and using reason, logic, and philosophy to explain Islamic concepts? Gabriel. Here we go. Here we go, boys. Look, um, Logic is a man-made science. Mm. It has flaws. You have to really master it to be able to use it. You have to be super, super amazing at it. You have to be at the level of Imam Ghazali. And even he's been criticized. But he has responded to the philosophers, for example. You have to be at the level of Sheikh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah, who himself responded to the philosophers using their principles. Mm-hmm. You have to be at the level of Imam Abu Hanifa, who used to debate atheists and philosophers and destroy them. Not many people could master it to such an extent. It is a... Does it have something to do with the fitra? Or of course, Allah has given us reason. And throughout the Quran, that is very apparent. However, looking at the Islamic history, for the people who got involved in Ilmul Qalam, there has been a lot of problems. And that's why a lot of the scholars were very careful and really, really cautioned people from getting into it. Some people got into that because they had to and others I think should just stay out of it I have not met people who became more confused other than those who have really gotten deep into philosophy all right mm-hmm. so in our context we are 
are all just awam. We are all just regular folks. Even if we studied Islam, some more than the others, in the end, none of us are scholars. Let us be very, very open about that. So in our context, I would say people should, like people talk about philosophy to prove Islam. I think we should stick to basics of Islam to strengthen our deen. We should use those principles to maybe strengthen our faith mm. and to make sense for ourselves. Mm. Once you engage in a discussion with someone else, you don't know what the other person has under their belt and how they're going to respond to you. Mm. And that might confuse you and maybe even cause you to leave Islam. I've seen that many 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 times so it depends it depends but most of the scholars told the regular people to stay away from it this is my personal advice to my dear brothers and sisters to stick to the basics of islam and to stick to the evidence that the quran provides in the end, if someone doesn't want to believe, you cannot guide them. Allah tells us that already. No matter how smart you are and what kind of speech you're going to give them, if Allah mm -hmm. doesn't wish to guide them, He will not guide them. So you just mm -hmm. present. And some people have been guided just through a few ayat of the Quran. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Actually, most people who have come to Islam have been guided through very, very basic things. Mm -hmm. Really. Yeah. I... I I can count the amount of people that have really gone at the deep philosophical level. And then they said, yeah, man, I was convinced. Right. So mm. let's stick for us anyway, for us who are not scholars and just regular folks, let us stick to the, the basics, inshallah, inshallah. to the apparent, uh, to the apparent things. Like if you look around in the world, and I think that is very reasonable to say, that if you look around the world, then you just think of this. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, do you think that this was created mm -hmm. just for gist? Or this is, it just happened? Indeed, I think this is one of the greatest philosophical questions that any person can ask themselves. Yeah. What's the purpose of this life? Can this be just out of nothing? It just happened? And you will definitely, when you look around in nature, and as Allah says, Inna fi samawati wal ardi wa layli nahari Then they say, Right? So the people ponder in the creation of heavens and the earth, the revel the 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 creation of the heavens and the earth, the changing of the day and the night. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they say that there's these are ayat, these are evidences. Mm -hmm. Those who ponder mm -hmm. Allah, standing, sitting, laying on their side, and all kinds of st statuses, right? So when you stand, is different. When you sit, is different. When you lay on your mm -hmm. side, you're about to sleep. Your brain waves are different. There's different mm -hmm. status uh, states. And then they ponder the creation of Amzir. Then they they realize, they deduce, they conclude, Rabbana ma Oh, our Lord, you did not create this in vain. This doesn't happen in vain. 
They didn't just happen. Praise be to you. Save us from the punishment of hellfire. I think I think it's a very philosophical thing, but it's a very basic thing as well. That any person, if they're sincere, sincere, not arrogant, and they just look at a tree or they look at snow, speaking of snowflakes, real snowflakes, how different they are. I mean, the design. It's impossible yeah. for someone to say, yeah, I think this just happened. It, impossible. It's impossible. I'm sorry. It's just humanly, rationally, even philosophically, logically impossible, whatever you want to call yeah. it. Yeah. But it's simple. Mm -hmm. 100%. And if I can jump in quickly, I actually, I, I want to agree with that because, um, subhanAllah, if you look at all of the Sahaba, radiallahu anhum, they've all, basically all of them accepted just because of uh, the ayat Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was sending down, the Prophet, the Prophet ﷺ, his character and some, you know, what he brought and, and, you know, all of that. And it had very little to do with, uh, you know, kind of logical arguments because they, they all basically believed in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to begin with. They just had to remove the idols. There were actually Indeed. people called like the, I think we call them like the timers, the people who believed that, that time mm. is the only thing that is true, that time, you know, running out is what makes them and kills them and so on and so forth. So they were kind of like atheists in a way or... People just believe the universe is, you know, all there is. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he revealed the ayah in the Quran, you know, do they believe they were created from nothing or were they themselves a creator of themselves? And uh, I'm not going to say this is an argument that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes, but he just speaks the truth. He asks this kind of rhetorical question, uh, basically giving three things that are impossible. Uh, either they were created from nothing, it's a contradiction, um, or they, you know, did they create themselves? Another contradiction, or were they themselves the creator of like the heavens and the earth and all that stuff? It's, it's, it's all contradictions. You basically end up with God. I think Islam. Actually, no. I, I know Islam in and of itself is enough because you don't necessarily have to prove God. If you prove Islam, that's enough. By, mm -hmm. by you prove God as well. So I don't think you always need to take that route, but it does help one hundred percent in some cases. It, but I do understand it can get tricky. If you look at the like Mutazira, for example, and I'm not going to go into details because you know even this telling the story might confuse people, uh, but Basically, with the whole, you know, uh, Quran created, not created kind of thing. It was actually a Christian bishop who went to um, maybe one of the governors or the Khalifa himself, Allahu Alam. And he made this argument, this logical argument, uh, when Greek philosophy was kind of making its way into the Ummah at the time. And because of this logical argument, uh, it really stumped the Mutazira. So they just kind of conceded and said, okay, you know what, the Quran is created. And they actually made it like basically... Uh, obligatory for all the shayukh to give that fatwa and to, to say the Quran is created and to not disagree. And uh, Brother Gabriel, he mentioned, um, what's it called? He mentioned the, uh, Imam Ahmed bin Hanbal, he was the only man that refused. The only sheikh that refused. The only man actually that refused, as far as I know. Uh, and I know that Gabriel's frozen, unfortunately. I hope he can at least hear this, inshallah. Uh, but the only man that refused, Imam um, Ahmed bin Hanbal, uh, he was asking, where is it in the Qur'an? Where is it in the Qur'an? You say mm -hmm. this, but where is it in the Qur'an? How do you know this? Why do you say this? And so on and so forth. So that kind of you know, arg argument wasn't enough. And he didn't combat it logically either. Mm -hmm. The Qur'an. SubhanAllah, bro. Rami, man. Oh, wait, let me add Brother Gabriel back. Alhamdulillah, bro. Um, Rami, why don't you uh, continue reading some of these, uh, these messages, inshallah, bro. You got that mashallah voice, broadcast voice, inshallah. Mashallah. Oh, 
Gabriel can't stop laughing. I need the link to the video now. <laughs> I, I do. I do apologize. I apologize. Bro, I apologize. <laughs> no, Nothing about. to apologize for, man. You're, you're laughing, mashallah. This is a beautiful thing. May Allah bless you, bro. Mm -hmm. uh, Hakim says, found your channel like a month ago, mashallah. I love your content, guys. Brother Gabriel is based in, uh, might I suggest you should have been for future guests. Inshallah, that would honestly be amazing. I love that brother. Uh, so inshallah, soon. Thoughts on minor signs supposedly ending soon. Uh, only Allah knows when the hour is coming, but would love to hear your input on it. Oof. Brother Gabriel, any thoughts on that? The minor yeah, What do you think? This is something that, yeah, the science of eschatology and the time of the hour is, again, something that we need to be careful with. And only because only Allah knows when the hour is. The signs are only meant as a warning for us to repent and to be careful, as not to guess when the hour is coming. So I will leave it at that. Inshallah, inshallah. No. I mean, it's, it's, oh, well, let me read the question first. How do we reconcile that with verses of the Quran asking us to reason and use our logic unless I misunderstood the verses? So you did not misunderstand the verses. I think you misunderstood what Brother Gabriel was saying and what I added on later. We're not saying don't use logic, don't use rationality, don't use your, your, um, your aql, your, you know, reasoning, your logic, your mind. We're not saying don't use that. No one's saying that. We're just saying that when it comes to Greek logic and philosophy, it, it can become confusing because there's something called logical fallacies, right? I'll just explain it like this. This is just me, myself talking. There are logical fallacies where people say things that seem logical, but they're actually illogical. They don't make sense. They contradict. Can you, can you give an example, bro? Yeah. So one example is, one example is, you know, when it rains, the ground is wet, right? And if someone comes and says, therefore, every time the ground is wet, it rained. Well, that's a fallacy because what if someone just pulled out a hose and, and made the ground wet? You know, what if a car or a truck carrying water passed by and water spilled out on the floor? It doesn't necessitate that it actually rained. And there is like probably, bro, maybe dozens of logical fallacies people can use, straw men's, um, correlation causation, which is what I mentioned, all these different fallacies that, you know, when I say them, you probably don't even know what the heck they mean because they're not common knowledge. So when someone comes and they make an argument like, I think maybe it's good if I mention the Mutazila argument because it'll make sense here and I'll explain why it doesn't make sense. So basically in the time of the Mutazila, a Christian bishop went to them and they said, basically, is Jesus the word of God? And they're like, yeah. And they're like, was he created? They're like, yeah, he created. Jesus, uh, Jesus was created by God and he's a word of God because uh, that's what the Quran says. Mm -hmm. and, and then they ask, is the Quran the word of God? And they say, yeah. And he's, they're like, well, was the Quran created? He's like, oh, dang. But what's the fallacy? The, the logical fallacy is called the fallacy of equivocation. When you take a word that has two different meanings and you give the wrong meaning. For example, if I, you know, things run on electricity, right? So if I, if I shock myself, am I going to run really fast? It's a fallacy. It doesn't make sense. So in this case, the term kalimatullah, the word of Allah, that's where they made the mistake. Because it can mean speech. It can mean speech that you write down. Like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says in the Quran, if the ocean were ink for writing, the oceans would be exhausted before the kalimatullah, before the words of Allah. And but in another ayah in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says the likeness of Jesus is similar to that of Adam because they were both created by the kalimatullah, the word of God. Allah said be and he was. And in that case, we know that's exactly what happened with Isa alayhi salam. He was the word of God because Allah said be and he was. So that was a fallacy that they committed. But my point was that Imam Ahmed, he didn't respond like that. 
he didn't respond by giving, oh, you know, you use this logical fallacy. And, hmm. you know, he responded. He's asking, where, where is that in the Quran? Where is that in the Quran? Where did you get this from? Show me where it is in the Quran. And that's, that was his position. And alhamdulillah, may Allah have mercy on him and bless him. He suffered a lot Amen. because of the wrongdoings of those people. Amen. 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 Uh, Omar ibn Khattab said, I wish my neck was as long as a draft so he can weigh his word before he alter so he can't wrongful, wrongfully say something to displease Allah. I don't know. I have a hard time understanding. <laughs> Me too, bro. Inshallah. All right, next. Uh, I was so lost and I wasn't practicing, but one day I decided to uh, meditate. And it was a dhikr video. And when I said, subhanAllah, I cried like a baby. And have been practicing since then. You feel it. Trust me. Subhanallah. That is 100% yes, true. Yeah, that's, that's what Gabriel was saying before. Subhanallah. Sis, the Hajjah lover, if you don't mind, if you're following us on Instagram, send us that video. I'd love to personally watch it myself. Um, and definitely go over it. Maybe, you know, consult a scholar or two. And then maybe even post it on our, on our channel as a community post. Inshallah. But please, send us that video. DM us, Instagram, the three Muslims, one word, inshallah. That should be it for all the questions. Alhamdulillah. Mashallah. Okay, Gabriel, are there any closing remarks that you want to leave people with just to ponder on things, um, you know, as we end the stream? Yeah. Okay, so, I mean, I know we kind of deviated from the main topic a little bit. We are experts at that. I'm an expert <laughs> at that anyway. <laughs> but I think we've made some good points to that tonight. However, going back to the topic of the masculine prophets and masculinity, I want to restate redefine say again the definition of masculinity right it is the fitra of the male the fitra of the male of the male gender that is fine-tuned by the mm -hmm. revelation of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that has all those characteristics that we mentioned aqidah knowledge bravery being resilient and so on is strength, body strength, mental strength, courage. We've talked about all these things. Alhamdulillah. And for anyone who wants to understand more, like we really, really need to get back to the when you contextualize things, that's when things become more clear. So go back to the seerah, read Quran. Like one of the best advice people ask me, how do I fix myself? Read. Quran and ponder over it. Go back to the seerah to understand the context. We mm -hmm. connect. We connect. You, why do people watch TikTok and Instagram, social media? Because they can connect to people. They get inspired. Problem is, we Muslims don't really create that good content these days that can really inspire. I think you and I talked about, right? Those mm -hmm. high quality mm -hmm. productions. Can you really compete with what the others are putting out there? No, not really. No. So the best thing we have right now is books for now. So go back to the books. Visualize some of the things that are said there, some of the stories, the lessons, and try to connect to those. Then you'll understand real masculinity, inshallah, without any doubt, inshallah. Inshallah. All right. For your time. Inshallah. Um, you guys look forward to in the next few weeks no promises but if we can coordinate something me Gabriel and Rami I'm going to do a meetup so inshallah a quick little video in the in person 
Um, aside from that, guys, keep us in your duas. First and foremost, if you like our content, consider becoming a patron or YouTube member, support the Dawa, and support Gabriel's channel too. If you cannot do that, your duas are all we ask. It is enough. It is sufficient. And may Allah bless you for making dua for us and watching Amen. our content, inshallah. Amen. Amen, Ya Rab. Amen, Ya Rab. Taib, Jazakallah khair for tuning in to the Realist Podcast in the dunya. And with that being said, Allahumma atina fi dunya hasana wa fil akhirati hasana wa kina adab in nar. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Kum salam wa rahmatullahi